ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility. And from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, you Break iFix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools. It's true. And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break iFix. This is a podcast. The number one cheap rocket jersey firm. Lonely Hunts Cafe. Spicy conversations. Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota. Man, Jelly Young. Microwave. Reggie Long, aka Dollars and Cents. My name is Nathan Ivy. The Sports Bar, also known as Stacy Sports Radio. Click the Marvel Show. It's gonna get you, yeah. Law 700. Yeah, get up. It's gonna get you. The boy DJ BS3 Sports Show. This is DJ Queen from the X Squad. Dog nigga, foe 
nigga, real nigga. Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga. Still nigga. My name is Still nigga. I like that second one. Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga. Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga. Still nigga. Still nigga. OJ like. I'm not black, I'm OJ. Okay. House nigga, don't fuck with me. I'm a feel nigga with Sean Cutlery. Go play the quarters where the butlers be. I'ma play the corners where the hustlers be. I told him, please don't die over the neighborhood that your mama rentin'. Take your drug money and buy the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. Uh, I bought a BB12 engine. Wish I could take it back to the beginning. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. Light nigga, dog nigga, faux nigga, real nigga. Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga. Still nigga. Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga, rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga, still nigga, still nigga. You wanna know what's more important than throwing away money at a strip club? Credit. You ever wonder why Jewish people own all the property in America? That's how they did it. Financial freedom, my only hope. Fuck living rich and dying broke. I bought some artwork for one million. Two years later, that shit worth two million. Two years later, that shit worth eight million. I can't wait to get this shit to my children. Y'all think it's bougie, I'm like, it's fine. But I'm trying to give you a million dollars worth of game for 9.99. I turn a two to a four, four to an eight. I turn my life into a nice first week release date. Mm. Y'all is still taking advances, huh? Me and my niggas taking real chances, uh Y'all on the gram holding money to your ear There's a disconnect, we don't call that money over here, yeah Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga Still nigga Still nigga Nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga, rich nigga, cold nigga, house nigga, feel nigga, still nigga, still nigga. Yo, what's good? What's good? Maestro Styles and Trey Fraser yeah. back here in the house. Welcome to an episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. We're live right here on Spreaker.com. Make sure y'all follow us on Spreaker.com so when we do these live shows, you'll get these notifications from when we do go on live. Also, you want to follow us throughout the show, hit us up on the Facebook page. Hit us up on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Also, hit us up on Twitter at Barbershop, S-P-O-R-2. And don't forget about that WordPress blog site. Just go to WordPress.com and search Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, and you'll see all of our blog sites there. Um, Maestro, man, it's uh, been a couple weeks. 
Yes, sir. Uh, since we've been on, and um, we got through the Fourth of July holiday, and uh, we back, and we we better than ever, man. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, we had to take a little, you know, take a little, you know, little vacation, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Take a little break, you know, celebrate the holidays. I know we had a lot to get into. My little sister came into town. Um, so shouts out to the family. Everybody came through. We got a little chance to chop it up as a family. Right, right. All that was real good, man. Um, a lot going on in these streets, though. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely, man. I, I just got to say, man, I, I remember leaving the studio last time we did this show. And you remember I had the truck and the truck was making this funny sound in the hood. And, um, you was like, yo, like. Like, nigga, you need to get that thing checked out. Mm -hmm. So come to find out, and thank God my sister-in-law, shout out to Joanne. um, She came in from New York on um, that that Tuesday Mm -hmm. that we recorded. And I told her once I got to the house, I said, look, I'm going to need you to either drop me off at work in the morning or, you know, let me borrow your truck because I got to take this truck to the shop. Something's really wrong with it. Right. So I ended up taking a truck to the shop. Um, then um, I dropped them back at the house, and then I went to work. So later on that day, come to find out, oil was leaking from the hood of the car. Wow. It was leaking from the oil pan, the bottom of the oil pan, and then there's like this PCV valve that's, I guess, attached to whatever that compartment is. Yeah. And so basically the dude at the dealership was like, look, you're going to have to get a new oil pan you're gonna have to get a new this you're gonna have to get a new that and it'll cost you about 900 something dollars damn so i'm like okay now i'm at the point to where because you know how you got a vehicle and the more repairs you do to it within a shorter frame time the more you know that it's time to move on and get a new vehicle so you know, prior to that, a couple months ago, I got a new alternator mm-hmm. that cost me about twelve hundred dollars. Um, got a new battery, which was you know pennies mm-hmm. in comparison. And you know, two months later, this issue comes up with the oil, and they really said that oil just leaked, and they put a couple of um, quartz back into it, yeah. and it silenced that noise. Yeah. But there was still going to be that problem that right. oil was going to leak slowly but surely. So. I looked at Debbie and she looked at me and we were like, uh, I think it's I think it's time. Yeah. So Fourth of July and I and I guess I, I can't skip the weekend and you know, shout out to my daughter, Natalie, aka Allie. She turned one on the thirtieth. Yes, yes, you sir. know, happy birthday to you. Um we had a nice great party at the crib. Um she got christened um that weekend. She got christened on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We had the party Sunday and Throughout the midst of all that, the water heater broke in the house. Wow. Um, I'm at work Thursday. Joanne texts me and says, there's no hot water. I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's just, you know, one thing after another. You mm-hmm. know, meanwhile, you know, the truck is still yeah, right. at the shop. And right. I, I'm, I basically had Joanne's truck almost the entire time she was here. Wow. So I get home. And I flipped the breaker switch to the water heater. And we thought for a moment there, oh, okay, the switch just tripped. Yeah. You know, flipped it off, turned it back on. And then we had a little bit of hot water for about 24 hours. And next thing you know, you know, no hot water again. 
called the plumber. He basically said, look, um, you got a crack inside the water heater. You're going to have to call the manufacturer and see if they could come out and get you a new one. Mm-hmm. Man, let me tell you something about these companies, man. They care more about their product than they actually do the servicing of the product. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to throw no you know, companies' names out there, but I called this manufacturer, and they said, look, um, we're going to send you a part. I was like, ah, no. Yeah. I'm not trying to patch something up here. I got a house full of people yeah. with no hot water. I don't need a part to patch something up. I need a brand new water heater. Right. And this, you know, this was instructed by my plumber. He took a look at it and everything. He said, look, you can replace the part, but you can't, you know, fix the whole solution to it. Yeah. So I basically went on a rant with these guys and mind you this was the morning this was the morning of valley's christening we're getting ready to go to church we're dressing up and stuff and i'm trying to you know trying to you know talk to these guys on the phone and stuff and you know i i got so heated to the point and you know and then something else happened i'm I'm not going to get into you know family business over the air here Mm -hmm. um i'll tell you i'll tell you that off air but um you know, it, it it was kind of a crazy day that particular day. But, you know, once, you know, people came over the house afterward, it kind of, you know, kind of calmed my nerves a little bit. So um, long story short, we got a new truck. Um, Debbie's got the Nissan Rogue, the 2015, okay. and I get my Hyundai Sonata back. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> so I, I, I so miss that car, man. I mean, because yeah. she, she, she drove the car because she was so scared, yeah, scared to drive the Murano right, and all right. the issues that it had. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll drive it. And then as far as the water heater thing's concerned, um, what ended up happening, Maestro, was the manufacturer, after I basically went on a rant, mm-hmm, he said, okay, here's what you do. Call your plumber, have him unhook it, and have him take it to wherever it got purchased from, which is Home Depot in this case. Mm-hmm and have home depot contact us and then whatever credit is available for it we'll give you the credit for it and we'll get you a brand new water heater so that happened and even though there was a warranty on this thing i only got 160 dollars (laughs) credit off of a water heater that's valued a thousand dollars it's it's crazy man so the plumber he didn't charge me hourly i mean he usually goes like a hundred dollars an hour whatnot but he, he said nah bump that we'll just charge you for the water heater so 160 off the thousand 840 just you know give me 840 and stuff yeah. so and you know shout out to um earl he, he's the plumber um dynamic heating and plumbing um in, in case anybody in the area um needs some of the services so um but man um it, it was a crazy uh weekend that particular weekend um the rest of the time was good holiday was good um you know all, all, all is love. All is, uh, all, all is fun in this world, man. Hey, man, it worked out. Yeah, yeah, it definitely worked out. Uh, Miss Mocha Bella, I see you in the chat room. And and Mocha, um, shout out to you and your parents, and I hope they're okay. Um, I don't know if you've been hip to what's been happening, Maestro. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw, I saw. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. See, I so, see. I but put a family business out there, but yeah, right, I right. See. Yes. Um. Yeah, so I'm glad, sure. glad the parents is okay. Glad for that. Um, you know, that, that's a scary thing to happen. So um, I, I guess we got to go into uh, what's this, Dr. Umar Johnson? Yeah, man. Um, 
guess we got to get into this. Uh, and so much has happened over the past couple weeks, man. Yeah, man. It's a shame that, you know, we, we try to stick to a two-hour show, man, because it's, it's, it's really a lot to get into. A lot. It's a lot that we could talk about, um, you know, and a few things we are going to talk about. But, um, um, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. Um, Dr. Umar Johnson, his interview with the uh, Breakfast Club, obviously, about I think about a week ago. Um, yep. As it has apparently ruffled feathers, and um, yes, I'm not. I I haven't really been big on Umar Johnson since um, BS3 went up. Uh, I haven't really big been big on Umar Johnson since um, he went to he went on somebody's show on Fox. I uh, think it was Fox News. Fox News, I believe. Oh, okay, and 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 I think really made himself look stupid. Um, like he didn't really know what he was talking about, and okay. I was, I, it, it happened months ago. It's like, like literally six, seven. But months earlier ago. this year, or a little bit into last, right? Year. Okay. So once I saw that, I was like, I was like, I'm kind, I'm cool on him, whatever, whatever. Um, that you know, I appreciate what he's trying to do, but I mean, I you know, I I left that in that that segment on Fox News. Like maybe this dude ain't necessarily all for the advancement of black people, like he say he is, and maybe he more about um, the 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 money he could make off the advancement of black people than he is, uh, you know, per se about the movement. And um, so I get to this Breakfast Club interview. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and he and he's saying some real interesting things, like. Um, you know his his views on interracial marriage and um, well let, let, before I, let's I, I feel like that's was that's what's kind of getting to me the most that his views on interracial marriage. Okay, I feel like that's what's. Um, I think that's the one thing that everybody's. I mean, out of all yeah. the things he said, in I that think interview, I think that's obviously the that's most controversial. The that, I mean, yeah. I don't give a damn if you're related to Frederick Douglass or not. Um, you know, your your how you figure. You know the whole how he figures about how uh, slavery and racism exist, and and you know how black people was the original people, and he went they went to Europe and lost people. I don't I don't really care about much of that, not because I don't care about my people, but just because I don't have the research to I haven't done research to verify whether he talking shit or not. Right, but um. The, my views, but the interracial marriage conversation, for those who don't know, and you should definitely watch this interview of uh, Dr. Umar Johnson's uh, Breakfast Club interview. Um, essentially, he says that he doesn't respect um, any black male who would marry a white woman or, or, or somebody, you know, of another descent other than African-American because... Um, his 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 approach to it is is that we already like a, the the man basically want to be white. He hates black people so he hates black people so much that he would marry a white woman in his attempts to be white, or that or there's that he needs to work, marry a black woman for some sense of responsibility to the black culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you know single women and you know raising kids and things like that, they need a black man to be in that household. And the fact that you wouldn't be responsible enough to marry a black woman. Uh, says that says a lot about you as a black man, or where your priorities lie within the black community. Right, right. Um, my response. Um, I don't think that he's 
so far off, but I disagree with them um, because look, um, if for me it's like, what you trying to do? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to separate black people from white people? Or are you trying to get equal rights? Are you trying to just? Are you trying to be equal to white people? Right. And I, you know, my thing is, is that no, they might not. Uh, a white woman might not understand the plight of a black man, mm-hmm. and may never understand the plight of a black man. But living with a black man should at least be informed. Yeah, sure. Um, I- yeah, it's, it's for me. You know, for me, for me, and you know. If a if a white woman, even though she would never understand, but if you can if you can genuinely feel the sympathy that she has for, you know, for your plight, mm-hmm. though she doesn't understand it, then I, I think that that's at least you know relationship worthy. You know, if you you love who you love who you love, and his response to you know who you know who you fall in love with is is that love or marriage rather is a political. Is a political situation, a political stance, and um, for some people it might be. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I do. But there are some people who believe that marriage is a symbolism of love, and nothing, nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, sure. And yeah. for those people, if you believe that, then you got a right to marry who you love. Um, you also do have the right to marry somebody who represents you better. That's that's true as well, but I think it's a matter of where you stand. Me personally, um, on that point, um, I, I think he, I think he got a little, I think he got a little off on his tangent. Like I, you, you know, you black power, you black fist, and pan African and whatever, and that's peace. That's what you do. But I don't think um, you telling. Somebody to not marry somebody that you love for the sake of some type of a racial responsibility is is the right way to go in the involvement of um, if we're trying to truly eradicate uh, racism. I don't think that's the way to move. Well, I, I got a few thoughts on some of the interview that he had. Let me let me start with um, since we're on the topic of interracial marriage and. He definitely set off a bomb when he talked about black men wanting to, you know, go after white women and stuff. And um, I see the homie Vince right up in here yeah. and, and, and Vince, um, not to, you know, I don't want to put your business no, no, out there no. and all that. I know I would he's love married to, call to in. yeah, yeah I, I would love for Vince Wright to call in and have a certain perspective on this thing and the number to call. And for everyone else, the number is two four zero five three two two seven one eight. Um, so I'd love to get your perspective, Vince, on this. But when he said that, it it made me think a little bit, and it's like, okay, I kind of see his point from the standpoint: you want the black family to be portrayed in a certain way, where because let's face it, that's just where it it, stops, right? And I get that, but but to understand it, it's like. You see a lot of single mothers out there with their, raising their kids without dads. You see a lot of black men that are populating these prisons all over the place. And so I, I think what he was trying to insinuate was that, um, oh, the number is 240-532-2718. I'll put it in the chat for you, uh, Vince Wright. 
But um, the, I think what he was trying to insinuate, Maestro, was that, look, we just we just want to see more black families. We want to see the black husband, the black wife with yeah. the black children. We just want to see a lot we more, see of that, more of that. More of that. So I kind of I didn't focus so much on what he said about him having no respect for the black man because he's with a white woman. My focus was kind of more so he just wants to see a lot more black families a traditional black family represented um you know the, as as more than what we are now yeah. now with that being said though mm-hmm. and this is this is kind of a joke um this is kind of a, a a joke here i thought about it if we didn't have interracial couples there wouldn't be no t and tamara right from- oh we got uh got yeah. the homie on here what's good Hey, Gov, what's good, man? What's going on, man? What, what you got to say about this topic? Well, I, you know, and I apologize. It's not good radio, but what is the topic? I literally walked through the door, turned your guys' show on, and kind of heard black families, interracial stuff. Well, um, in, in, in so case you're not, brothers. yeah, in, in case you're not hip, um, Dr. Umar Johnson, um, I'm sure you're familiar with him. Um, he, mm-hmm. he he was on television um, the last couple of days. He was on the Breakfast Club doing an interview, um, talking about um, you know interracial marriages, and he also was on TV One on Roland Martin's show just the other day. And he's taken a lot of heat for his comments about how he has no disrespect for the black man that no marries. Uh, yeah. yeah, has no respect for the black man that marries a white woman instead of a black woman. So that's what mm-hmm. we're kind of talking about, and that's why when I saw you in the chat room, I was interested to get your oh, take on it because I know uh, your lovely wife is of uh, white uh, color. So I just wanted to get your take on uh, his comments there. I think I have a real unique take. Um, it's kind of confusing to explain, but Minneapolis. St. Paul, Minnesota, the Twin Cities is a real unique spot in terms of interracial relationships. Mm-hmm. I often joke about it. You know, we all know movie Jungle Fever. Yep. The Twin Cities is the jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to be delicate. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw I, that, and I, and I know that, and I know that's your thing. I, so I ain't going. I ain't going to press you to, to not be delicate. No, but. no, no, no. But but I think the thing is. Because of where I grew up, which is a very unique area, and while I definitely agree it is not the norm, because, I, you know, they did a study up here in the paper, fellas, and this was almost 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the study said that nearly 50% of all black men in the Twin Cities were married to white women. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago. So hmm. probably it's gone off since then. Yeah, I would imagine. It's... it's I'll just give you my personal perspective, fellas. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a predominantly white area. So for a long time, white chicks were just, it, it wasn't so much about, well, I got to have that, that forbidden fruit that we call it in our co- culture. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just who, who was there. Right. You know, that was yep. just my neighbor. Right, I didn't right. look at it as, hey, this this blonde white chick, this forbidden fruit. I just said, hey, that's 
That's what I'm saying. Jenny on the block. You know? and, and Vince, um, that's a great point because uh, DJ Envy on The Breakfast Club kind of made a similar point to that. If I live in an area where, you know, I want to raise my kids in a better situation, you know, obviously the neighborhood we live in is predominantly white. So it's like, okay, whoever's there, you know, you go out, you mingle, and, you know, if that person just so happens to be of a different color, then so be it. Right, exactly. Now, here's the funny thing. My parents, you know, growing up every once in a while, you know, my mom and dad would be like, hey, you know, can you date a, you know, bring a black girl around a little more, date a black girl? I said, y'all wouldn't move here. Yeah, right. <laughs> why, right, right. You know, why did you move in this uh, 85% white area? Now, I, I love my neighborhood. I love the people, lifelong friends, neighbors, all that stuff. But that was just the reality. Minneapolis, the Twin Cities, is a unique spot for that. Yeah. Now, however, I would always go back to the south side of Chicago and spend my summers, fellas. Yeah, right. So there's your cultural check right there. Definitely. I'm in Inglewood, where all the crap goes on right now in Chicago, and I'm getting it from brothers, sisters. Oh, yeah, so these white girls got you unlocked, then. Oh, they, you know, I bring my yearbooks, and, you know, they see all the signatures or pictures in the wallet or, or things like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get it. I get it from both sides, and I understand both sides of the issue because I got a lot of sisters that are friends here that are upset because, as they say, they can't find a good man. So um, no. he, he also said, um, Governor, he also said in the, in the interview that um, a lot of times that a lot of times that a black man who's marrying a white woman is trying to is in turn just hates you know africanism or african women or, or being hates african so much that right. their marrying of a black of a white woman is their way of trying to say hey i want to be white um uh, yeah i i get yeah I, trust me i've heard it all <laughs> oh, okay so i mean you know and i don't want to deal too much with your marriage how long you been married I've been married 21 years. Wow, I met wow. Angie when we were in college in November of 1992. Wow. Awesome. Awesome, man. Awesome, man. Hey, um, Vince, I, I, I can't wait to, you know, get to Minnesota. I, I know, um, you know, I've told you many times, uh, me and my wife are going to take a trip up there in October. And, um, you know, I can't wait to meet looking you guys. Looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we're looking looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a good time, and I uh, can't wait to meet you and your uh, better half myself, Trey. All right. Appreciate that, man. Uh, we appreciate you calling in, man, with that perspective. Hey, no problem, man. You guys got a great show. Um, I'll be listening right up to when my show starts. Great topic. But one thing I want to get out there, and, uh, and I'll jump off the line real quick because, you know, I kid – I put stuff out there like in our, you know, our group meet chat, or you might see in like jump chat, or somebody mentions one well, I'll be like, "Hey, where is this? somebody mentioned white girls or something like that?" Yeah, right. No, never ever, because I was raised by a very strong black woman. I have nothing but strong black women in my family, and nobody has more appreciation for a strong black woman than me. So I just want that to be known yes, because sir. I know we're out there. We say things, we joke. Sometimes things could get misconstrued. Yeah. But I just wanted to put that out there and leave that. Um, you know, it's really, man, it's just it's a personal decision with a lot of people. And now for the brothers that do 
want to go and just say, oh, I, you know, I just want to have white girls just have white girls. Well, then you got to kind of look a little deeper into your own psyche. So, That's a fact. But I'll let you guys go. Great show, man. Look Appreciate forward to hearing you, the rest of it. All right, man. man. Okay, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, just before um, Vince called, I was saying that if we didn't have interracial marriages, there would be no T and Tamara. There'd be no Alicia Keys. There'd be no Paula Patton. Paula Patton. There'd, there'd be no Roz Golden Moodays. You, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. wouldn't see any of these, you know, women out here that, man, <laughs> you, you, you understand? So with, with, with what? All that being said, with what Dr. Umar was saying, and again, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll say again, he 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 wants to see the black family, right. black husband, black wife, black kids wants to see them portrayed in a much better light. I totally get that, but again, there's some there's some fine interracial women out there, and if it wasn't for interracial relationships, you wouldn't see none of these fine women out there. Yeah, man, and look, man, my. I, and I don't want to make this conversation too long, but um, Dr. Umar is a very intelligent dude. Absolutely. And, 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 and when I know I'm dealing with a really intelligent dude, I take words very literal with intelligent people. Yep. If I don't think you're intelligent, then I don't take your words literal. He made some... He, he The words he used were very strong. I don't respect people who do that. Yep. Um, and, and, and he made it clear on Roland Martin's show. But not not even that. He kind of backed up off of it. If you, you know, because he asked him. So that means you don't respect uh, Harry Belafonte. Right, That means right. you don't respect uh, Frederick Douglass. Douglas. That yep. means you don't respect, you know, these certain people who marry white women. Right, and right. Then it turned, it turned into not, not so much that I don't respect them, but they need to be called to the carpet for it. Right. See... And, and, and this is kind of where I, this is kind of where I, you know, and this is why I was telling you in the beginning, you know, in the beginning where me and Umar Johnson kind of separated, because mm-hmm. it seems like he makes these outlandish statements, and then when he's when he's called to the carpet for it, he didn't seem as articulate in explaining it until somebody gets defensive with him, right? Or jumps on the offensive, just like the lady did on Roy right, Martin's right. show. So, yep. Um, my look at the end of the day, um. Who are you fucking? And I it don't. Who are you fucking unless that direct person is uh, uh, injustice to, um, you know, your cause? Yep. Don't matter. It don't Agree. matter. Okay. It, it don't matter. I agree. And the fact that he's trying to call it that, mm-hmm. it, 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 you know, you kind of got to. Again, you kind of got to call him to the table for it because it's I, and I and if if truly your plight is just that you want to see more black families, you attacking men who are responsible or at least half responsible for putting keeping black families together. Yep, ain't going to be the way you get it done. Yeah, nah, I I, I totally you know, so, I totally agree with so that. For, man. So for so for so for me as I and you know we I just watched it. You know, before we went on air, because you, you know, when we were, I looked at the notes and I was like, "Well, what did he say?" Yep. You told me to watch it. I watched it, and um, look, um, I, I just, I don't like the 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 rhetoric that it portrays because here's the thing, um, racism is systemic. We know this. Yep. It it just it, it is just what it is. It's just what it is. It's just not going to is it's, it's it's not going to change um 
easily anyway I, I can't say i got the answers for why it's going to change for how it's going to change but right, right um i don't think i don't think who you fucking unless that person you fucking is a direct um a direct detriment to the movement um matters i don't think it matters yeah i i think and just just to kind of wrap this up this conversation here and i, I see some folks in the chat room yeah, here that's great, check that um yeah um deacon dell i see you in there um that Ooh, ninja I'm, I'm i'm interested to hear you know that ninja's comments about yeah, it because I, I saw he, the first he, thing he, he is, says he, he tuned in and the first thing he hears is you criticizing newmar johnson um well you know we're, we're trying to wrap that up uh ninja we won't get too much into that um, if you got a comment or something, you can call the show, definitely. Um, yeah, DJ Knox is up in here. What up, what up? What up, uh, Big L popped what in here. What I up? saw the Wait a Minute show, um, Jelani up in there. What up? Uh, just don't want to forget nobody else up in here, but, uh, yeah. Um, that, yeah. Okay, so, for, for me, just to, just to kind of wrap this up, um, whether, whether you agree or whether you disagree with some of the things that, Dr. Umar says on these shows, the bottom line is, is that you have to focus, focus on the message and not the messenger. Cause look, he has his detractors all over the place and it's not just white people. Everybody does. But I mean, there's a lot of the black community that basically has been criticizing him for, you know, some of the things he says, I would say this. Focus on the message and not the messenger, because the well, thing he said about um, back in the seventies when all that was guys all that was facts. Yeah, I, he, he was he all was, that was so facts. dead on about yeah, that because it, it, it reminds me of when my grandfather and you know rest in peace to my grandfather back in Brooklyn. He owned a carpet shop, mom and pop shop, and he had a trade. Yeah. He he knew how to lay carpet. Right. Um. He he didn't go to college. Um. My pops didn't go to college. And so there was always this conflict that um, they thought, oh, I was just going to be, you know, the same as they were. Mm -hmm. And then because my mother was an educator, she was trying to push me to go to college. So there was always that conflict. But it kind of makes me think about that because it's like, you know what? This is why my grandfather decided, look, I want to work because I have a trade. And he was so he was so Dr. Umar, that is. He was so dead on, and it's a fact. That's that. why niggas want all niggas want to be rappers, ball players, and and, and yeah, and mm-hmm. it, it's again, it's the interracial point. I ju- I'm just I, we not on the same page with interracial with the interracial point. I understand where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. He, he wants to see more black families, but that's what I get from it. Yeah, but the fact that he said it and again the nigga's not stupid the nigga is very intelligent you can it, it don't take you two minutes to listen to him talk right and to know the dude ain't smart as hell he he got degrees and, and for whatever if for whatever that's worth yep um you know he's smart you listen to him talk he know what he's saying right but if that's your if that's your take on interracial marriages, I disagree. And then the fact that it seemed like you backed off of it when you was dealing with Roland Martin, where it turned first it was, um, you know, I don't respect them to now. Um, uh, shit, what did he say at the uh, at Roland Martin? To now, um, it's not that I don't disrespect them, but they not that I don't respect them. It's more that they need to be called a carpet for their mistakes. I, look, if you find a white woman. That 
Makes you happy. No, I mean, but I'm, in in relation to the, to dealing with racism and, right. and, and and the black man or the black people plight. Yep. If you have a white woman who um, may not sympathize, may not empathize, but if you find a white woman who just understands, who wants to understand at bare at bare minimum wants to understand, then you 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 know that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Where she might never understand you, like somebody said, I, I don't remember who said it. Um, it's kind of hard to. Uh, I, what was the damn? You 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 represent black, but then go to sleep and you still white. It, like to that. Right, to, right, right. I understand that that's a difficult thing. But if the white woman or the white man married to a black woman is trying to understand, trying mm-hmm. to help, and that's not even that hasn't even been like the topic. Yeah. About black women and white men. Yeah. That haven't. That wasn't even yeah. the topic. It right. was more black men and white, white women. women. Right. Yeah. But but I think it plays both parts. So I think he focused on black men because of the uh the dichotomy of a man period. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? I totally agree with but, that. But um you know I, I just can't I can't agree with that. I just can't agree with that. Unless that white woman is a direct detriment mm-hmm. to what the dichotomy of a black man is. Yeah, no, that's true. And and like he said, he said that uh, when you marry somebody, you marry the culture, you marry that person's family, that person's culture. I totally get that. Um, that ninja said, actually, it's not that complicated if you marry to somebody and you have to hold back your opinion or can't speak on the truth. As far as how this country treats us, then it's a problem. Yeah. But make no mistake about it, a white woman or man could never truly understand what you go through. Yeah. That much I do agree right. with. Yeah. Right. Now, yeah, Ninja, you're dead on. No, yeah. no, no, no right. question and about that. I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah, I think yeah. The same definitely. Thing. He, he's going to be in Baltimore uh, July 20th on Thursday um, at the Cultural Arts Center downtown from 6 to 9. Me and Debbie thought about Getting tickets to go see him speak. Okay. We're still, you know, questioning that. Um, I definitely love Who, to see Umar Johnson. Umar Johnson. Yeah, I would definitely go see him speak. Cause look, here's the thing. And he's gonna be in DC Sunday, July 23rd, and I can't remember the place he's gonna be at, but same time from six to nine. So, um, we we probably gonna go to the DC one because it's on the weekend, and the Thursday one in Baltimore is probably not gonna be the best one for us, despite the fact that we, you know, we live. Not not far from downtown there, but yeah. um yeah. Say what you about to say. Ah uh, shit, I forgot what I was about to say. But, oh, um, oh, you was reading uh, that ninja's comment. Um, I was yeah. So uh, white women, white women, white men. I'm sorry, are fully capable of dating a black woman and not giving a damn about anybody in her family. That actually is a problem. Thank goodness there are people like Umar Johnson to point it out. You need somebody like Umar. I mean, no question about but, it. Again, you need somebody like him. But I mean, you're not going to agree with everything he says. You, you, you're and, just and, not. And, and I don't agree with that point. Everything he talked about as to why, um, you know, how they how the the trade, you know, people making good money off a of trade was eliminated. Genius. Like, I, yep. you know, it's the fact that, you know, you know, his theories on or facts, as he would say, of, of how, you know, everything started in Africa. And I agree with that, by the way. Right. Um, and, you know, people in Europe, as they started to migrate up north, started to lose pigmentation. Cool. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that to be factual, but right. it, cool. Cool. The thing about the crack epidemic in yeah. the 80s. So dead on. Yeah, right. So dead on. As it's, a New Yorker, I know that. that that's so. I grew up in the 80s know? in Washington, D.C. 
So yeah, I, I, I get it. I all of that <laughs> makes sense. Yes, but yes. I, I just the the interracial thing. Um, yeah, I, I can't I can't rock with that. If the dude, if the if that white woman is supporting, um, though not understanding fully, because she's never going to understand, mm-hmm. but supporting that black man in his dichotomy, even if he's a dude, if he out here, you know, trying to push the righteous fight, and she's supporting him. I mean, ain't 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 that unity? Ain't that trying to come together? Ain't that you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what, wasn't, to. wasn't there white people a, in the civil rights movement yep. that were involved? You know right. what I'm saying? So, and, and our black leaders back in the day, they fought for things like this, so that you know, couples like this that are interracial can marry each other, so that you know we can look at fine women like Tia and Tamara and these other you know fine interracial women. That's you know, that's hey, what God, that's what hey, happened. God, but like I said, at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, um, I I I appreciate that, um, irregardless, and, and and you know, I I'm I really hope that that Umar Johnson's heart is in the right place. Um, Definitely, I, 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 I'm not saying he, it is. I'm not saying it ain't. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah, well, that's what if I, you're doing it for the right reasons, for the right keep doing yeah, what you're doing for the right reasons. If you're doing it for the right reasons, keep doing what and, you're and doing. stay consistent, man. That's but the he, most important thing. But I'm not. I, regardless if he's doing it for the right reason or not, I'm not going to sit here and act like he hasn't taught me things and that he hasn't given me a reason to look at. Makes you think. It yeah. makes you think a different perspective. Right. That's what. I, that's what I like about him. That, and that's when. One of the reasons me and Debbie want to attend one of his lectures, and you know, if we go to the DC one, Maestro, definitely, yeah. you know, we, we should go together uh, yeah, on yeah. that. No question about That's that. Uh, the number to dial the show is 240-532-2718. We're going to take a break and come right back. And you know, we got sports to talk about. Uh, yeah. NBA free agency is is popping. Uh, you know, the All Star game and baseballs tonight, and uh, you know, we'll get into that. Um, we'll be right back, folks. You're listening to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Coming straight from the A. Kick it with your boy, KC at www.kc.com. This show covers some of the realest issues trending today. He'll keep you locked in from the first listen. You can find him online on his mobile app or at kysii.com, xsquadaffiliates.com, iTunes, Google Play, and especially on the SME Network on Tuesdays at noon. You don't want to miss it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Vince Wright. The ladies call me the big smooth one, but you know me as the sports governor of the great state of Minnesota, and I want to thank you for listening to Sports Done Right. Whether it's on SME, Spreaker.com, or XSquadAffiliates.com, I want to thank you for supporting the show. We got a lot of good stuff coming up, more great interviews. Keep it tuned. Sports done right. Yeah, yeah. The world yeah. famous the world DJ famous Clue, Desert Storm. Storm. Jump off Joe Buttons on top. On top. Just go out to all my niggas. You ain't got a chain, but you got a mean motherfucking wrist game. All my ladies, you ain't got a car, but you got a mean motherfucking heel game. Click them heels. You know how we do it. Come on. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, dog. Whoa. Have some fun. 
Mommy, I'm there. If you find in the rear, we can get into whatever if you don't mind, booby, yeah. And when I'm done sliding you something fast, you ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get the fuck out of here. Ain't got to tell homeboy, he know that. This is Matrix Reloaded and Neo Fat. I'm a humble apology, sorry, clowns. I'm here for the long run. I ain't coffee brown. Get to know me, the man, the person. So by the time I'm on my fifth album, you should understand the first one. It's non-fiction. You deny it one proof. I only buck in the air when it's guys on the roof. You can fly when I shoot. This 22 will leave some extra key holes on the driver's side of your coupe. Like, nighty night, here's your lullaby, bitches. You might need just a little more than butterfly stitches. Get out of line and get stuck up, Duke. Lose your spine trying to touch us, truth. Yeah. Get them all in a circle, guns out, playing duck, duck, goose. The shit was kinda hype till I fuck with the rules. I'm saying, I'm here, got my nine up in there. Dogs wanna rumble, I don't mind, nigga, yeah. And when I'm done sliding her something fish, you ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't roll with niggas that'll lift aim prone. Take a look at them, you can see they just came home. Y'all talk about bricks when y'all know who move them. Us real niggas make withdrawals while y'all go through them. Beef carry long guns, we can contra on it. We talk about it, we live it, y'all ponder on it. Shit ridiculously priced, us tons afforded. I'm talking straight cash, you might need a sponsor for it. But wait, ever met somebody that wouldn't Chill. Every second he feel a need to let you know that he real Every second he wanna talk about his homies that died And the people he killed in the future, all the people he will We're talking about who we stabbed to beat up and he won't cool out Yakety yak and he's reminiscing on different shootouts How he was there, shot, he was blasting Cops came with body bags and he's talking but nobody asked him No, he want attention, he want his name yell And me and him always end up in the same cell I'm pissed on the top bunk, I can't sleep This guy ain't street, go ahead nigga, I ain't beat for real Stop there who you poppin' where? Who you backed out on and had the whole block scared? My when I'm done poking you from the rear, you ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get the fuck out of here. My, you real aggressive, catching me off balance. It's a turn off. Don't you know niggas respect a challenge? Move a little slow, getting at me. Treat the pussy like it's worth something. Don't just go throwing it at me, cuz. While you doing it, at the same time, I'm thinking how many niggas hit you with that same line? Or how many other niggas you ran game to? How many niggas you fucked or you gave brain to? How many the other dude's houses you done came to with condoms on you hoping that he finds the lawn you in I ain't trying to catch nothing from you so I'm caught up in a catch 22 if I don't fuck her then I'm not like guys she met before so while I'm turning her down she's just liking me more but if I do get to poking hit her with long stroking I now have a girly on my hands that's open I don't want her calling me constantly thinking cause I fucked her she got a bond with me I don't want a misunderstanding on one night stand it was just a nut I'm not your man Ma, I'm there. If you find in the bread, we can get into whatever if you're my boo yeah. And when I'm done sliding you something fish, you ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get the fuck out of here, Ma. I'm there, name the time and where. We can get into whatever if you're my boo yeah. And when I'm done poking you from the rear, you ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get the fuck out of here. All right, y'all, we back in the house. Trey Frazier, Maestro Styles. Yo. The number of the dollar show is 240-532-2718. I uh, just saw a couple people up here in the chat room. I see the homie Sluggo repping X-Squad. What's good, homie? And I see the homie uh, ducking and dodging. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Welcome to the show, man. Um, just want to remind everybody, um, in about 10 to 20 minutes, um, we're going to have one of our um, homies, one of our brothers, on as a guest uh he's going to talk about his new app that's coming out it's the swap sneaker app that's going to be coming out july 15th 
and we're going to have him on to talk about it and, you know, any questions that you might have of it, um, he'll be able to answer it for you and he's going to talk everything about uh, what the Swap Sneaker app is all about. So, um, so with that being said, um, got an all-star game in baseball tonight. And for both of our teams, Maestro, we yeah, got man. about five, five uh, players on each of our teams yes, representing. Sir. Yes, sir. Um, with the Yankees, the homie Aaron Judge. Shout out to Aaron Judge for killing that home run derby mm-hmm. last night. Um, so he's up in there. Got the homie Sterling Castro, Severino. Um, who else? Who else is up in there? Um, Dang, I, I had I had the list on me, and I, I, I'm missing the other two guys. But the Nationals. Um, Bryce Zimmerman, Murphy, and uh, Scherzer, Scherzer and Strasburg. Strasburg, yep, 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 yep. So you know, congrats to them cats right there. Um, and and it's crazy. I was looking at stats earlier today, and those three guys. And we could have had a six. We could have had. A, I forget the six, the cat name. We could have had a six cat that could have made it. Um, I'm go those, ahead. Those, them. Yeah, those those three guys um, in the lineup are hitting like well over three hundred. Right. I mean, I think they're like one, two, and three respectively. That's Bryce and Zimmerman and um, and Murphy. So um, they definitely deserve you know an all star appearance. Uh, no question about that. Um, so you know, National League or American League. Obviously, you're gonna go. National yeah, I'm going League. National League, and of I mean, but I only I'm only doing that because um, my 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 secret goals <laughs> for for what's going to happen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I don't, you know, obviously I want the Nationals to get to the uh, World Series. I'm not saying they are because right. um, obviously it's got something some demons, going on. Got some demons yeah, to fight. obviously it's some demons to exercise in uh, Washington D.C. So. Um, you know. Yep. Yep. Not. I. I understand. I, I, yeah, I, man. I, but uh, I, yeah. But but shouts out. To, shouts out to the Nationals and the Yankees. And I guess the um, man, the Yankees. Uh, what, what, I haven't been keeping up with the Yankees, man. Like, what, what? yeah, the other two guys for the Yankees, uh, Dylan Batances, the closer, he's in the All Star game, and the catcher Gary Sanchez is in the game also. But um, as far as the performance, um, leading up to the break, man. We we we've been slipping, man. Um, we we have been like I think we've lost eighteen the last I don't know twenty five games. It, it, it's, it hasn't been a really good month mm-hmm. for the Yankees. Um, I see the homie uh, Sharif Saeed up in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's good? What's good? And uh, the homie Chief Rocker. What's what good? What up? What up? Um. So yeah. Um. The Yankees have been on this slide. And you know the the pitching has been suspect, particularly the bullpen. And look, I don't know if we're gonna make the playoffs or not. Um, I, I just hope we don't continue to slide. But I have to say, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing from these young Yankees, in particular yeah, Aaron Judge. Isn't it seeming like it's seeming like because I need to get me an Aaron Judge they, jersey. They building. It seems like they. Building a team as opposed to buying a team, which they oh they're gonna spend right. some money. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. They they gonna they gonna creep. Yeah, they gonna wait for that right time. Is you know what they like? You know what they're doing? They they're, they're kind of doing what the Celtics are trying to do. Yeah, they they they're trying to wait until LeBron gets old and then 
Next thing you know, boom, they're going to pounce and make a big, big uh, splash. And yeah. I mean, Gordon Haywood is a, a relatively Look, a good I splash. Got my, I already got my... my yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get yeah. to that. We'll, yeah. we'll, definitely get, we'll definitely get to all that. Um, uh, Chief Rocker says uh, Maestro, they ain't going no talk damn about place. The Nationals. Yeah, right. about the Nationals. I'm not going to talk no trash about that. And Mocha uh, says uh, the Nationals ain't going nowhere either. Hey, look. Um, okay. Where your Marlins going? Yeah. Mocha? I, look, I, got, <laughs> look, I can't. I can't. Look, I, I, rec- I fully recognize that we have demons to exercise. I'm not going to say shit about the Nationals. Just like I didn't say nothing about the Capitals. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking on them until they do what's necessary. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, here go Deacon Dell. He's got hashtag. Judge Juicing oh, and, and 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 Dell, let me let me tell you something, Dell, because I, I I peeped you in the chat room just the other day, and you know Deacon Dell is a big time Orioles fan, and this is what I gotta say, man, y'all pitching stinks right now, like like y'all like y'all got like a ten point something ERA in y'all like starting pitching lineup, like that that is just crazy, like I think y'all really just gonna fall off the map you know come the second half because you can't have that bad of a pitching lineup i mean even when your best guys out there yeah. and you're giving up six seven runs i mean that's that's so much pressure on an offense to try to score seven eight runs every night because yeah. that's what they feel like they got to do to win games because you've given up eight or nine right you know right. you know what i mean yeah. so 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 dell you worry about your o's man because um they, they 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 suck right now. Um, <laughs> Chief Rocker, uh, L suck on a boiled egg. Damn. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chief Rocker got some words for the Orioles too. <laughs> hey man, look. I, like I said, man. Uh, I ain't, I ain't really about to say nothing about the Nationals. I I I don't feel confident speaking on the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't feel confident speaking on the the now the Wizards. Or the Capitals and any and, well, except for the Redskins. Well, but but for the but for the DC sports curse yeah. thing, you got to include the Redskins yeah. in that. So yeah, I mean, I don't care about the Redskins. You don't care about right. the Redskins. Nah, I understand. Yeah. Nah, I understand. Uh, Big L says Mocha can't say nothing. She's in Miami. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 What about the Marlins? Nah, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. All you got is uh, Giancarlo Stanton, and shout out to him too. He he did uh, pretty well in the derby last night too. Okay, well, yeah, but he didn't beat Aaron Judge. That's the most important thing. So just had to throw that in there. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Uh, Vince Wright says Judge is cool. F New York, however. Hey Vince, nah, don't do that, man. Don't <laughs> don't don't do that. Say yeah. the Yankees. Yeah, you can say the Yankees, but I'm a native New Yorker, man. I you know <laughs> when you say F New York, you're talking five boroughs. You you know. Don't 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 do that. Talking about the zoo, <laughs> right? Right. Um, let me see who else is in there. Uh, Chief getting on Vince about them twins. Uh, twins having a surprising season, but um, I don't know how much longer that's going to sustain. Um, I see the homie RC up in here. What up? What uh, up? Was good. Was good. All right. Um, the number to dial the show is two four zero five three two two seven one eight. When we come back, we're gonna have the homie Sharif Saeed. CEO of the new Swap Sneaker app on to talk about his new app. And we're going to talk some NBA free agency as well. Listening to the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast, folks. Uh, We're going to be right back here. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me and hear me good. If you like sports, then you like the Wait a Minute show. If you like comedy, then you like the Wait a Minute show. If you like a different opinion coming from a different angle, then you like 
like the Wait a Minute Show. So join me Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your host, Jelani J.B. Bowie. And of course, my man Lopan on the Wait a Minute Show.com. Ain't that right, Lopan? What's up, everybody? We at the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast are excited to announce that we are now offering a discount for first-time lift riders. When you sign up, use promo code BARBERSHOP17 for an exclusive discount. Tell a friend to tell a friend. That's promo code BARBERSHOP17 for an exclusive discount for first-time riders of Lyft. Lyft, a ride whenever you need one.
I don't feel your pain, I ain't none of your folk It's easy to put a gun in your throat, but I ain't on that Trying to sip colladas where it's warm at Cognac, crushed ice, y'all know how it is Eliza said a woman half your age plus seven years Is a plush way to live This is for the blunted For the niggas who keep it 100 and 100 by DAs and judges If I sell a little crack, ain't nothing to it Gangsta rap made me do it, made me do it. If I die in Iraq, ain't nothing to it Gangsta rap made me do it If I take you for granted, ain't nothing to it Gangsta rap made me do it If I fuck up the planet, ain't nothing to it Gangsta rap made me do it You niggas know my pyroclastic flow You niggas know my power class to flow, flow, flow. You niggas know my power class to flow. It's all A-W, all A-W. Alright folks, welcome back to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. It's Maestro Styles and Trey Frazier here yeah. in the house. Uh, the number to dial the show is 240-532-2718. Uh, our next guest right here on the show tonight is one of our best friends, one of our brothers, um has been around us for the last 15, 17 years. Um, happy to know this guy. Um, so proud of him and what he's done business-wise. Uh, he's the CEO of the new Swap Sneaker app, and his name is Sharif Saeed. Sharif, what's good, man? What's going on? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Uh, we're doing great, man. Can't complain, can't complain. So, Sharif, man, um, so so little listeners out started, there. Man. I, I, I'm just happy that, you know what I'm saying, we, uh, you know, let's be clear. We was seven, 16, 14, you know, youngins. And as adults, man, we out here becoming grown-ass men running businesses, man. And, and I, Love I just want to personally say, because you know, uh, me and Sharif have a, have had a lot of conversations about you know business and and, and, and what it takes to become a grown ass man out here. Yep. And here we are, and here we are, man, making the necessary steps. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. All right, so Sharif, um, so let, let's talk about the app and how how this came about, and you know, let the listeners know what it's all about and how can people get hooked up to it. Absolutely. So, so you guys know me, and those that do know me know that I'm a sneakerhead, right? I mean, I've, I've had shoes and shoes and shoes galore since I, since back when the athletes what used to be open, and I worked there, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And uh, you know what ended up happening over the past few years? I've been getting older and older, and unable to wear my shoes that I've had, so they've just been sitting on the shelf. So what I decided to do was, you know is everybody around me or anyone that's around this area knows the shoes that, that I have kind of stay clean. I don't wear them that often. They stay clean. They stay fresh. And instead of just donating them, getting them rid of them, or, or just throwing them away, which is all good causes to donate, but at the same time, I thought of a business model, right? How many people are in the same situation that I'm in, where you have shoes sitting on the shelf that you either want to sell or you want to swap for different shoes or you just want to get rid of them completely, right? Yep. So what the app allows you to do is you can sell your shoes, you can swap your shoes for someone else's inventory, or you can swap it plus money, right? So if you have a shoe that's valued at a little bit more than, you know, the person next to you, they can swap them for shoes that you want plus a little bit of extra cash, all right? 
So the app is going to be available July 15th in the iOS store and in the Android store. And, and my ask of everyone is whoever downloads it, give me your honest feedback. You know, I need to know how to fix it, make it better. You know, and that, that's the only way we're going to grow in this industry is to help each other out. Yes, sir. Yes, oh, definitely. So, definitely. Everybody just go on there. You upload your own inventory. Okay. So, so the way we kind of get traction is you upload your own inventory, your own shoes, take pictures of them directly on the app. You can take pictures of them in advance to edit them and then upload them. You pick how much you want to sell them for. My recommendation is just do some research on the shoes you're selling. Right. If you want to go on StockX, if you want to go on a sneakerhead, you know, kicks on fire, whatever you want to go figure out what you think the cost should be for your shoes. And then you can actually upload the shoe. You pick the price, you pick the color, you pick the size, and then you upload it. And then what you can do is you can create a filter. And on that filter, you pick what, how far you want to go to sell your shoes. Oh, okay. Okay. You can, you can go all the way up to 500 miles, right? If you want to mail them out 500 miles away, you can mail them 500 miles away. If you want to search for shoes within 500 miles, you could do that, right? Right. So you pick how far you want to search. And then just like Tinder, right, as soon as you set up your account, you have all your shoes uploaded, you log into the account and click on the home screen, shoes start to pop up, you know, just one big image of a shoe. You swipe right, that means you want the shoe. You swipe left, that means you don't want the shoe, mm. okay? So you swipe right, and let's say it's the shoe you want. That person has the option that listed it of saying they're going to swap it, they're going to sell it, so they're going to swap it plus money. If you choose to swap it, okay, then that person gets a notification and is able to see your inventory. And they can pick a shoe from your inventory. You can also recommend a shoe to them as well. Right? If you don't want, if you, they say, you know, they want your J's, and you're like, no, 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 I'm not going to let you get my J's. I'll give you my, my Vans. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Then, then you can say, here goes another alternative solution for you. They can agree to it or they can decline it, right? Until you guys agree on a pair, it just goes back and forth within the app, okay? Mm-hmm. And then and then from there, after you're done with the transaction, there's a $5 transaction fee. That's it. Okay. Right? You, you know, there's nothing you've got to pay towards the app after you're done with the shoes. $5 transaction fee. And then you literally get the address and you can mail out the shoes. All right, so let me, let me ask you, my my brother. Um, so where do you, how do you, how do you see this model? Where, like, where do you see this model fitting into the sneakerhead culture in say the next two to three years? So, so what I see is, so right now everybody's excited about SneakerCon, right? Mm-hmm. Anyone that's a sneakerhead loves SneakerCon, but the reality is, I can't make it to London this year to go SneakerCon. Right. I can't make it to to Chicago to go to SneakerCon, and it's not coming to DC this year right now. Right. That's a fact. So. Where, where I see it is it's an alternative for SneakerCon virtually. You can do it literally from your phone because the reason you go to SneakerCon is to get the latest and greatest shoes, to get shoes that you've wanted for a while that you're unable to get, and you can literally get them on the low there. Mm-hmm. Similar situation here. I mean, the first thing I'm going to put up there, I'm going to have four pairs of Yeezys on there. Right? right. You go to the store or you go to a secondhand market right now to get to our Yeezys, you're paying between five dollars to $1,000. That's a fact. Right. I'll probably have them on there for three fifty, right? So you'll be able to get them a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's shoes that you want, so so it's like it's going to be the sneaker con in the virtual world. So. Yeah, I I love this concept, Sharif, that you have. It's 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 almost comparable to like any of these major sports where teams are trading players for other players. It's almost as similar with what you're doing with these sneakers, and I and I can appreciate that. 
um, as far as what the model is and what the niche is you're trying to look for. Um, so, um, again, you said July 15th is the uh, release date for the app? Correct. July 15th will be available in both iOS and Android. Dope, dope. So anybody out here looking for the sneakers, looking for the freshest sneakers, make sure you go get that Swap Sneaker app coming out July fifteenth. Man, real quick, man, we got we got we got a uh, we got to kind of get on your Redskins real quick, man. Anybody that know the homie Sharif has been a Redskins fan, and uh, what, what you see, what you got going on, man? What, what's what, what y'all gonna do, man? Anybody want my season tickets? <laughs> <laughs> well, since since you're not playing the Ravens this year, I, I'm going to have to back out, man. <laughs> so so you, you think they're a train wreck this year, huh? You know, so so we we got some good pickups in the offseason, right? Terrell uh, Fryer, he's going to be, you know, pretty good, but we don't even have a quarterback to throw to him yet. Yeah. Right? We, we still don't even know who we're going to have. And, and if, if we're stuck with Colt McCoy, I hate to say it, we're in trouble. Yeah, right. Wait, Cousins is not signed. No, he's they, still they on, that, on that on that tag, him, right? They're gonna franchise him. They're gonna franchise. They're gonna tag him. Oh, okay. They're gonna tag. Him. Okay. They're gonna pay him. Why are they waiting so long though? <laughs> it's the Redskins. Never it's mind. The Redskins. Right. Never mind. It, it, it's the Redskins, but also you got to remember: the longer they wait, the more sour taste Kirk Cousins is gonna have in his mouth, and the, and the less of a relationship the team's gonna have. It's, it's not gonna be good. It's not yeah. gonna be pretty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the baby baby Shanahan's gonna want him out in San Fran. At some point, then yep. and then Matt Jones yep. and then Matt Jones ain't happy. He want to leave, and yeah, y'all got some issues, man. Y'all got some issues. Yep, I mean Matt Jones hasn't been seeing the ball for the past two years, and he, and he's you know he's good, but I'm pretty sure they're probably gonna put Ryan Kelly in there to start the shoot. Yeah, yeah, like like, like, like they should because he, I mean, he definitely earned a spot. Um, so how you feel about the uh, Redskins getting ready, uh, getting rid of uh, their top two receivers? You know what? I think I think it was time for Deshaun Jackson to go. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think honestly, he's going to Tampa. It's, it's fantastic. You guys know I used to be a Tampa fan as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but, but the reality is, it's he has maybe two, three years left in him. Right. He's he's not in his prime. I think it's one of the first smart moves they did to try and get rid of him for someone younger. Interesting. And what about uh, Pierre Garcon? How do you feel about him leaving? You know, so Pierre Garçon, I, I'm sad to see him go because he was one of those veteran players that was more of a coach, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming from Deshaun Jackson. And, and you guys heard it a lot last year that Kirk Cousins is not a vocal leader as well, yeah. right? But Pierre Pierre Garçon was a vocal leader. Like, he coached his, his receivers, right, the, the, the rookies and the yeah. young ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kirk, Cousins um, is a, Kirk Cousins is a vocal leader when he says, you like that? <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Yeah, that's about all we got from them. Right, that's right, a right. Fact, hey, hey, uh, Sharif, man, we, we we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Um, let everybody know uh, where they could catch you at on social media. Absolutely. So, so you can catch me at social media. I'm at uh, contact uh, swap sneaker on on uh, Instagram. That's probably where you're catching me the best. Or you can catch me on Facebook as uh, CEO uh, swap sneaker CEO. Facts, facts. And also, you can go online at www.swapsneaker.com. My man, my man. Hey, uh, Shreef, man, We again, man, we appreciate you, man. And, and, and you already know, man, we we proud of you. And, and, and we're going to continue to support the business however we can on this show, man. You know, we're going to get off off air and talk, you know, talk some business and how we can cross-promote. And, Definitely. Uh, again, Definitely got to do that. Uh, you know, again, it, it, it really does my heart joy 
when my people's on and my people's is making the necessary moves, um, you know, to get to get to this wealth that we all try and get to, man. So I appreciate you. I appreciate y'all, brothers, and y'all keep doing greatness, man. Love y'all show. Love you too, man. All right, man. One love, man. All right. All right. Uh, that was the CEO of the new Swap Sneaker app, Sharif Saeed. Uh, glad to have my brother here for uh, for a couple minutes to spend some time with us on the podcast here. Um, I see Monica Coates is up in the what chat up, room. Sam? What up? What up? Uh, she says she missed it. What Swap Sneaker? Um I, we don't have time to really. Well, real quick, it's an app that you can download on your phone where you can look up sneakers, um, buy them, swap them, or sell them. Um, he, um, you, you know, you can upload your own store with your sneakers. If you want to sell them, you can go up to other people's stores if you want to buy them, or if you see something you want and they got and you got something they want, you can swap them. Yep, the app comes out July fifteenth. Make sure y'all check that out. Um, all Android phones, all i, all um, iPhones, it'll be available. Make sure y'all check that out. And we're we're gonna be pumping Swap Sneaker, uh, quite a bit. We maybe you know we gonna work on how you know work on some business to cross promote that. Definitely, you know, we definitely put our people's on. No, 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 no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Well, uh, it's free agency, man, and uh, in the NBA, and I, I, I guess where well, you want to start? You want to start in the East, man? <laughs> I, guess, I guess since we we kind of brought up the Celtics uh, in the last segment, I guess we could start with the Celtics. We could start with the East, man. Um, it's, and because we're going to start with the East, man, I, I'm gonna just go ahead and start with the Wizards because I don't. <laughs> um, so Otto Porter, um, the uh, Nets. I think it was the Nets. The Nets, Nets offered him the offered Nets him 106. Is, uh, offered him 106. Um, he's a restricted free agent. They had an opportunity. The Wizards matched. This offer, which makes Otto Porter the highest paid wizard um, on the team, also makes him That's the crazy. highest paid Washingtonian player outside of Max Scherzer in D.C., which means he's getting paid more than Kirk Cousins. He's getting paid more than John Wall, Bradley Bill, uh, Bryce Hopper, yep. uh, Alex Ovechkin. Like he's he's the highest paid outside of or second highest paid paid player in D.C. right now, and um, he will be until Cousins. Uh, gets that contract if the uh, I don't know man I don't know man <laughs> I don't know I don't know if that'll be the case but that's um, crazy though it's it's it, because it's the market it's the market, it's the market. That, because yep. we was complaining about this and even though Bradley Bill earned his contract this past this year season, this past year it yep. was the same argument we were having last year with this with this with this, um, right? I, I, the cap is ninety nine million. You have to spend eighty nine million of it. Yep. And so because of that, you're giving this dude twenty five a year. Right. Right. For a dude that, and, and let's be clear, Otto Porter is a great utility player. He he he. Um, he's not the greatest defender, but he can play defense. He stepped his game up from the previous Definitely year. Stepped his game up. He's become yep. an, an efficient shooter. Um, interesting fact. Even though he's only scoring thirteen. After about 13, 14 points a game. Yep. He was touted as the most efficient scorer in the NBA last year. Um, yeah, what was his percentage from the three-point line? About 46%, uh, 40, 40, something like that? I don't like think that. it was that high, but it, I think it was like 42, 43. Right, but right. Good player, great role player. Um, $25 million for role players now, though. Um, and... And that's the problem because there's so much money. That there's a lot of money going around the league that there, there's very so little 
superstar talent out there that it's like, okay, if we can't get the superstar, if we if we can't spend this money Look. on a tier one superstar, then there's a bunch of role players that we, we really got no choice Auto-port, but and, and to it, spend the money on. And don't be let's get don't get it confused. I'm happy he stayed. Because I want him to stay if we couldn't get Paul George or you right. know, somebody of that nature. Right. Um, but Kevin Oubre, with, with, while he would be a down a, a, a downgrade from Otto Porter, he could have came and started and, 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 and gave us beneficial right. uh, beneficial mm-hmm. time. I, I, I it was thin the bench. Yeah. Like, I just, Bogdanovich might go. Like, I'm just. His brother went somewhere to uh, the Pacers, I think. Who? The other Bogdanovich. Oh, I didn't know there was another Bogdanovich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Boban yeah. and there's Bohan. Yeah, so Bog- the one for the Wizards might uh, might might be going. He was like yep. the top guy. I mean, I know everybody's telling me chill. Tim Frazier's going to be a good point guard, but I haven't seen him. So I don't know. Maestro, take it from yeah. me. I played the and guy in you're, FanDuel. You're the you're the third person to tell me that Tim Frazier is going to be a good he, backup. He, yeah, he's going to be better than Brandon Jennings. Trust me. Yeah. Well, I, I you can't be much worse than Brandon Jennings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. So you know that 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 doesn't really tell me much. Um. So I'm, I'm. <sighs> the good thing is that John Wall ain't in no rush to get his money. So what's the deal with that? Because he was offered one hundred seventy million dollars. Million. Um, I saw something today that was just saying, you know, so I that was an extension. Yeah, it's an extension. Yeah, okay. It's an extension. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. he's not in a super hurry to get it done. He's not in a super hurry to sign the mega deal. Right. Probably because he knows it could do nothing but get bigger at this point. Um, so he's not in a hurry. Right. Cool. One thing I'm almost certain of is that John Wall will not be leaving Washington D.C. I don't think they're going to let him leave Washington D.C. At least not in the next what two well, three years at least. Well, I would say that in the next five years because there's this year and then when they sign the extension, it's going to be four years. So I and, would say and, and keep your eye on the whole boogie Anthony yeah, but Davis see, that's, thing. But that's just talk. It, that's, I know yeah. it's talk, but I don't think it, it could happen. You, sure, you I'm not know. saying it can't happen. I'm saying I'm confident, and I'm not 100. I'm not saying 100. percent I'm confident that. Because um, I think it's going to happen. Care. I think they'll take care of John Wall. Because I think it's going to happen. You think what's going to happen? He's going to leave. That no. That Wall, Anthony Davis, and Boogie Cousins are going to play I'm together. I'm more inclined to believe that Boogie Cousins coming would come to Washington because at this point, because I know that because the Pelicans are probably not going to put enough well, around that team. And more than that, and more and more than that, I'm confident that the Wizards recognize that they have a team. That could possibly deal with uh, the Cavaliers, right? Uh, Big L in the chat room said Washington needs a real coach. Brooks is a loser. I I, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know about me. that. I mean, it, the Wizards started so poorly in the beginning of the yeah. season, and they amped it up. I mean, really quickly after that. So I, I'm I, confident, I, without knowing Scott Brooks' record career wise, that he has a winning record. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, I mean, you have KD and Westbrook. Yeah, you know, but still, but you got John, but you got John Wall, and you got John Wall and Bradley Beal, and for my money, that's the, that's the best backcourt in the East, at least. I mean, you know, there would be argument over Golden State's backcourt, but, right? But we uh, talking Eastern Conference, yeah, so. but they got the best backcourt in the East, right? Right. So I mean, and and let's be clear again, Otto Porter is not a slouch. Um, Markeith Morris, they're not stars, right? Not slouches by any stretch of the imagination, right? So right. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, 
even with all of this, um, getting to the Celtics, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to jump to the Celtics because, um, you know, Gordon Hayward got his got his contract. Yep. With them, I think it's four years, 128. And in order for them to give him that contract, they had to trade Avery, Avery Bradley, Bradley to Detroit. And, you know, and you know, some people, I don't know, because some people feel like, hold on a minute. I mean, Avery Bradley, he stepped his game up. He averaged 17 a game. He's your best defender average, on the though. Celtics, right? Yeah, that's his average from what it was in previous years. Okay, but you got that plus he's the best defender on the Celtics. So you give that up, and granted, look, it's Gordon Hayward. He's a he's a top three agent. I don't think he's that a lot better than Avery Bradley. I, think I don't a, think the gap is that big. Okay, I agree with that. I don't think the gap is that big, but, but the I gap think is, but I think there's some questions about what Danny Ainge did there. But look, you had to do what you had to do. Well, you knew he was coming to you. You knew he wanted to play for which college coach. So. Somebody had to go. Well, uh, yeah. Well, Avery Bradley. Somebody um, had to go. And did Jay Crowder? Is Jay Crowder gone already? No, no, no. Jay Crowder's still there. Okay. Um, Jalen Brown is probably going to be gone. the starting number two. So you got Isaiah and Jalen Brown at the backcourt. Okay. Um, Gordon Haywood, and they're going to move Jay Crowder probably to the four spot, which I don't know if I really I like, like that. that. Yeah. I don't know if he's got the size for that. And then obviously Horford is your big, and yeah. then Marcus Smart's coming off the bench, and then what else do you have after that? Because See, Olenek went to Miami. Went to Miami. See, I'm yeah. and let's be clear. I'm looking at this team, this Boston Celtics team, and and again, this is all Wizards talk. I don't think that team is better than the Wizards with Gordon Hayward. I don't. Th- I, I don't think that team is better. Well, what I think right now, because I let's look at the Bradley playoff. Came off the bench. Sluggo Bradley came. Oh, Avery Bradley came, came over what bench? I mean, when I guess when Ray Allen was there. Yeah, Avery Bradley was starting. But Avery Bradley was a starter. Yeah. Since um, you know, they dismantled the big three. I don't. I don't yeah. know where that's coming from. But um, you, yeah, you you were saying yeah um. Shit, I forgot that kind of threw me off. Yeah, uh, I was. Yeah, I was trying to think. Of but but uh, I was. What I was saying was is that that um the this I don't Gordon Hayward doesn't make the Celtics mm-hmm. the clear cut better team than the Wizards. Right. They right. certainly don't make them the clear cut better team than the Cavaliers. And I and I was just gonna. That's what I remember. I was yeah. gonna say. Let, let's go back to that uh, playoff series. And you and I thought hands down the Wizards were the better team, but. When somehow it came to that or bench. never, somehow or never, that bench, and then Kelly Olynyk had a, a, a monster game. Yep. And Avery Bradley had a monster game. Yep. And and, and that was the and that will those were the deciding factors. I would say right. I would say right now the Celtics bench just got thinner. Um, I would say the Wizards bench probably stayed the same. Yeah. But with, maybe with a little bit of upgrade in Tim Frazier. Maybe right. with a little bit of upgrade. So. I would I would have to say still the Wizards are the better team than the Celtics right now, um, right? And even and though and defensively the Celtics might be better in that department as uh, a, as a team, maybe yeah, as, as, a, as team. a team, okay, I, I can agree with as that. a team. But you know, I know John Wall plays some really great defense. Yeah. So, um, but uh, no, nah, I, I agree with you. I, I think the Wizards right now kind of have the upper hand, and I think that when you talk about the top three teams in the East. It's Cleveland, it's the Celtics, and it's Washington with Toronto kind of, 
you know, knocking on the door. And the there. only reason I'm saying because let's be clear, I think the Wizards are the better team, but I would I'm saying Boston number two because they beat us, right? And that's the and I and I, I can't I'm not the type of dude you beat us, right. even though I think on paper we're a better team. Mm-hmm. I mean, the head to head we lost in a game seven. It's not like we lost, you know. Yep. You know, we got swept because we saw we got exploited for some type of a disadvantage or something. Like yep. we lost in seven games. Yep. So and um, and I and I I'll get to Toronto in a second because I I feel like they were one of the big winners in free agency. But you know, I got to talk about the Knicks. And last time we did this show, the next day, Phil Jackson got the axe. Mm-hmm. Dolan finally, you know, came to his senses and said, "Look, you know what." All this talk about Porzingis being traded and, you know, the whole spat with Melo and and I I would say the, the draft pick, um, uh Kilatina, I'm you know, I'm still kind of unsure about him. Um Phil had to go, man. Um yeah. and, and, and I and I think it was clear that and the sooner the better. Phil was trying to get himself fired with yeah. some of the stuff he was saying, yeah. with some of the things he was doing. I mean, from day one. I just think from the beginning he didn't want the job. And the actions showed that he didn't want it. Right. And, you know, Dolan, you know, kind of sat back and was like, hey, I'm not taking the criticism. You know, I'm just going to sit back and let Phil, you know, get the fingers pointed to him. Yeah. Now that Phil's no longer here, Dolan is now back in the driver's seat of being the guy to be criticized. Well, how do you feel about if Dave Griffin gets the job? Um, Dave Griffin is not getting the job. And I'm pissed off about that for, for a couple reasons. Number one. You don't have a GM right now. Mm-hmm. You got Steve Mills, but I don't know what Steve Mills can do um, except give Tim Hardaway Jr. this ridiculous <laughs> $71 million contract and knowing damn well that the Hawks are in rebuild mode and they're not going to match that. That's right. you, know, you know what I'm saying? And so that that kind of pisses me off, so number one. about like the dynamic of bringing Tim Hardaway Jr. back to the Knicks? Like, um, let's be clear, and I, I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a, you know. I think he improved with the Hawks. He had some games, yeah. um, especially down the stretch going into the playoffs. He had some breakout games. Um, definitely better in Atlanta than he was the first yeah. year and a half with the Knicks. Does he bring that back to New York? Is more so what I'm getting at. Well, it depends because now that Phil is gone, and now that that stupid triangle is gone, now. Hornacek can run this offense the way he wants to run it. Okay. So I expect some running gun, kind of similar to what he ran in Phoenix. Can Tim Hardaway Jr. be a part of that? Um, I don't see him being a, a dribbler. I don't yeah. see him, you know, breaking somebody down. I mean, he, okay. to me, he's a spot up shooter. Um, you don't think you don't you don't see him as a he could, a, he could get to the rack yeah, maybe I'm about to say you don't see him as a slasher yeah I think he could he could slash a little bit he could do that but definitely I think his strength is more so that three point uh, shot right. is his strength is his strength in my opinion okay um getting back to the David Griffin stuff um they interviewed him and basically was like we don't want to give you full control of the team right and. It, again, just speaks volumes of how badly ran the Knicks are because for the last 16, 17 years, you haven't done much of anything to prove that you can tell a GM from another team that he can't run a team. After he just won a championship. After he just won a title. And granted, LeBron is on the team and people question, you know, whether LeBron is the real GM or not. But still, 
David Griffin was a part of that yeah, team. Yeah, give him a shot. So how do you feel about possibly promoting Steve Mills, though? Well, it's funny you say that. I don't know. Like, again, I don't know what Steve Mills is. He played basketball in Princeton, but okay, whatever. It, it seems like he's just one of, like, you, you know how there's a, there's a CEO of a company and there's a certain type of guy or a certain types of guys that that CEO likes to keep mm-hmm. around regardless yeah. of right. performance that's Steve, yeah. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's Steve Mills in, in my eyes. That's a fact. You, you know what I'm saying? Dolan has his guys. And so with that being said, I don't see why they don't just promote Allen Houston as general manager of the New York Knicks. And I'm surprised that I haven't heard anybody on radio, TV talk about this. Mm-hmm. Why not give Allen Houston, who's played for the organization, who probably has some basketball knowledge, probably more than Steve Mills does, if he's Dolan's, if he's one of Dolan's cronies, his guy, why can't you promote Allen Houston to be the GM of the Knicks? If he did that, I'd be like, okay, it's something different, and I know it's in-house, and I know it's probably part of the dysfunction, but at least... You can give a guy that knows basketball a shot. Yeah, I don't see why that that can't be the case. Nah, yeah. Um, so Allen Houston is your is your wish list. If it, if it was me, because look, it, nobody's dumb enough to take this job. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Really? That that that's out that's outside of the organization. You don't think so? now, ain't nobody out there that dumb because of James Dolan. Because of Dolan. Because yeah. of the, the, the dysfunction, man. Like right. like like I wish. I wish there was somebody in-house that could just walk into Dolan's office one day and say, Dolan, you suck as an owner. Yeah. Like, you like you really stink I'm, I'm right sure, now. I'm sure he's getting that somewhere. Uh, I, well, I'm sure somebody's telling him that. Well, if somebody, I mean, not somebody in-house, but, like, if he walk in the streets, I'm sure somebody. If somebody in the streets will tell him that, but nobody that either works for him, that yeah, either right. gets season tickets, right. i.e. Spike Lee and some of these other celebrities. Right. Right. Ain't nobody going to tell him that because he's going to revoke your privileges and all that Get stuff. Get you yoked up like Charles Oakley did. Right, right. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? That's and in that, in that situation, you treating the alumni yeah, the way you like treated shit. Oakley. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's, like, that's a fact. Like, like, come on. Like, it ain't no GM. So your that, wish list is Allen Houston. Well, no, he's not my wish list. Okay. It's just... Who would you it, want? It's just an out-of-the-box... Type okay. of hiring because nobody else has mentioned. Alan I would Houston. imagine. I would imagine that Alan, if Allen Houston got promoted to GM, that they would try to play him just like, um, like he'd be, he would be like the reason why David Griffin left. He would be the dude that hey, you don't really get all the control. Right. You're not going to run this team. We're going to run this team, and right. you're just going to be the person who gets and that's shit the, it And on. that's the problem, because right. see, what Dolan is thinking is, look what I did. I gave Phil the control, and look what happened. Yeah, Phil didn't want the job. Yeah. Phil sabotaged Y'all the position. basically begged him to take the job. Right, yeah. right. That's a, that's a totally different situation. Give the man the yeah. control, man. Ducking and dodging. When your owner is bad, your team has no shot. Yeah, ain't no lie about that. Well, and, and, well and, ha, I mean, how long have we been saying that Jerry Jones is a bad owner? For a while. We've been, we've been saying it for a while. And then they looking like... But, but his son took over 
some operations. Some operations. So was smart. So you got to relieve, the offensive so they gotta linemen, relieve some. Exactly. Got to relieve some some control. And 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 you can make the case his son stopped him from drafting Johnny from Manziel. Johnny Manziel. Yep. So that, that, you that have that. Said. Right. Dolan got no kids. As, as far as I know. Right. Dolan ain't got no kids. Uh huh. So. <laughs> It's like it's like okay, who's the next heir apparent? Like you know, so anybody else in the East um, that makes you feel like they might take a stride? Um, let's be clear. Oh, uh, Rough Buff. Um, oh yeah, what up, Rough Buff? What up, um, Monica? Happy birthday, Zari. I don't know why you're telling Zari happy birthday two weeks later. <laughs> hey, she's late. Give her, hey. give, give her, give her uh, a pass, man. <laughs> All right. Well, in, in, in any event, um, you're talking about teams in the East. Yeah. So anybody, okay. Let's be clear. The Hawks are they're rebuilding. Yeah. They're, I mean, yeah. The, the the them not re-signing Millsap. Yeah. That's a sign that they're going the other way. Um, them not re-signing Tim Hardaway. They're they're going the other way. The yeah. Hawks are down. Um, the Pacers. And you know we're gonna touch on that Paul George trade in a minute. Um, the Pacers have definitely taken a nosedive, mm-hmm. and the Bulls have it's taken a nosedive. So you yeah. got those three teams that I would say right now is out of the top eight. But, I love what the Raptors done. Okay. They resigned Kyle Lowry. Right. They resigned Ibaka, even though you know people question the money, but. The market's the market. It is what it is. They lose PJ Tucker though. That might That's be a loss. A loss. a loss. It'll definitely be a loss. But I, I, I like what they did from the sense that now you got Lowry locked up for three years. Yeah. You got the Rosen locked up at least three years, and you got some of these other guys, you know, locked up. So you basically have three years to try to they dethrone try to the Cavs, the Cavs right. and and it's a very possible chance that that could happen. Depending on what LeBron does, because yeah, there's some yeah. stuff out there that he could leave Cleveland after next year, mm-hmm. and and you know if that happens, then it's open season. It's open season. That's you, a fact. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Toronto was thinking, look, we got our guys, we got our core, let's go after this thing because we know LeBron is he's going to start to get old at some point. Yeah, if he hasn't already. Right. So who has a shot in the East to step up? The Heat, obviously. Um, so the so the Heat. Um, well, what was their big signing? Olenek. Well, they. <laughs> that was. I mean, that was yeah. their big signing. But they they did they did. But uh, they still have. Deion, they got Dion. Deion Waiters. They got yep. him locked up. They got him locked um, up. Uh, Whiteside's still there. Yeah. Uh, Dragic is still there. Um, I mean, they they're, they're pretty. I mean, good. They, on the outside looking in, looking from the three teams that are going to take nose dives this year, they the Heat have are definitely a, they have a, one of those that can step up to step up to like the fifth, sixth seed this year. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Um, yeah, uh, I do want to give a shout out to. Chris Bosch. Um, yeah, shout out to the homie, man. Um, you know, we did that open letter to the fans yeah. and all that and thanked them for And everything. they retired his number, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, shouts out to him on that front. Um, the Heat are a team that could jump into that uh, top eight. Um, I think the Hornets with the Hornets are definitely with the Dwight yeah. signing. Um, I don't know that Dwight. I don't I, Again, I don't know that. I don't know that any of any. Um, I think. I think. I think that might be the best thing to happen to him right now. Anyway, not yeah. throughout his career, but I think that might be a good spot for him because 
They do need there a should bid. Be no pressure. There should be no pressure at yeah. this point. Yeah, nobody no. is expecting Dwight. anything yeah. of Dwight in a superstar caliber at this point. Right. He should be fine and he should be fine. Um Kimball Walker is is I mean, for all intents and purposes is the dude the dude there, the most part, even yep. though I don't really he hasn't really came up to superstar or star caliber yet, in my no. opinion. But yeah. he's, for all intents and purposes, the guy there. Um, so, the man, it, talk about, I mean, for the past two years, he's played on teams that don't have superstars. And I think that's kind of been with the issue. Right, right. Um, but I think Kimball Walker will kind of, like, Dwight, Dwight Howard is, is really approaching. Those stats aren't bad for a center. Yep. He's approaching the the. Like twelve and ten. Yeah, that's not bad for that's a center. Not bad. But he's really approaching this like it's why not, are you even playing at this point? Like he's really starting to he's approach that. that. Yeah. 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 Like like his like his superstar is just so out of date right yeah. now. Like that yeah. it's like, dude, you, you still in the league. And he, and the thing is is that he's still young. I mean he came in the game at seventeen. Right, right. And the thing with the Hornets, and that's why I did that blog post a couple of weeks ago about a potential Chris Paul going to DJ play for Queen, his whatever. home. Hey, DJ Queen, um, to go to his back to his home state and play for the Hornets, because I think that could have been a dynamic where they could have really vaulted themselves to maybe bottom four, top bottom mm-hmm. of the top four. Yeah, you know, four or five somewhere around there. So, um, you know, obviously that didn't work out to their favor, but as far as the East is concerned, um, Cleveland is going to be Cleveland. Boston's there, mm-hmm. uh, Washington is there, mm-hmm. Toronto's there. Um, the Bucks did nothing, but I don't expect them to drop to off drop for no reason. Yeah. yeah, I don't expect them to drop off. They and they might improve. Maybe they they may very well improve, mm-hmm. and and it's just up to whoever those you know the next three teams because like we said you know those other three that were in it last year Bulls, yeah. Pacers, Hawks, um, they're all in rebuilding stages at this point. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but uh, speaking of Chris Paul, I, I bought him up. Um, so he gets the he gets the trade. Yeah. Well, actually, he signs, signs the contract right. with the Clippers, and then he gets traded to Houston. And now there is the dynamic of now Man, Chris Paul I is. That. I hate it. I'm not I feeling that. I'm I'm just not feeling the dynamic of that. And I apparently, Harden it. signed off on it. So I'm just wondering for a guy that dominated the ball. Yeah. All the last year, and essentially won MVP because he dominated the ball. Right, like you, you happy about this? Yeah. And I, and, and, I, and how much better does it really make the Rockets? I, I considering they gave they gave away some bench players for it. Yep. Um, yeah, Patrick Beverly, yeah, a big loss. Yeah. I, look, um, Lou Williams, Lou Williams, yeah, a big loss. I I don't understand how um how this is going to work in a D'Antoni system. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Here go, Chief Rocker. Y'all don't yeah. know who's going to do what. It's too early. Come on, son. Oh, yeah, all right, well, all right. Well, that's the fun part about it. We just, we you know, talking about it. Yeah, we, we gonna speculate based on what we know. Ain't that what sports talk about? Speculation. I mean, like you speculating about the Knicks. I'm like, yeah, you, you know, know damn well they ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But any event, um, yeah, man, I, I can't. 
I, I can't understand how this is going to work because now you're going to put him at the two. Yep. And because you're not going to bench <laughs> Chris Paul, and, and, and it would be ridiculous. It would be, in my idea, ridiculous to put him at put Chris Paul at the number two. That's, right. That right. just sounds ridiculous. And Mocha says, "What has Chris Paul done with the Clippers? Um, done nothing but bow out in the second round of the playoffs." Well, well, I'm not going to play him like that, <laughs> even though that's the bottom line. That's the fact. That's the bottom line, yep. and that's the bottom line because mm-hmm. I mean, you know. They put that team together for championship yep. purposes, yep. and he hasn't. And he, along with the rest of the team, haven't been able to do that. Um, but Chris Paul is still top five point guards in the game. Oh yeah, uh, and, he, and he should be credited for that. But um, this doesn't do any. Not, I mean, this does nothing but slow the ball down, and. That's not what the Rockets want. That's not, yeah. That's not what Dan. That's not a Dan Tony offense. That's. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even sure if Chris I'm Paul not, fits. Yeah, I mean, I'm not from, sure a, if he from fits. a phys- from a physical standpoint, I'm he not sure run, if he fits. Like, I mean, can he? Does he run a fast offense? Yes. Is he a? Is he a per se a running style offense? No. No. Nah. No. And um. Then and uh, you know, I don't know. They don't. I don't feel like uh, Capella. Is a scoring guard, a scoring five enough to slow the ball down to be able to deal with the Warriors, which I think what they were thinking if Chris Paul can, you know, run a half court and slow it down, that they have a better shot of dealing with, per se, the Warriors. Yep. But I, I don't think that Capella is good enough to, in that sense, I don't think Capella mixed with Nene is good and that's, is good enough in that sense. Right, right. I, I, I now, if they got state, now if they got a big, that was like a dominant big, then yeah. I'd be like, okay. I need a big that's going to give me 17, Not 18, got, 20 points. Right. And Capella, no disrespect to yeah, him, he's but good. he was good for them last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. He gave him some good energy off, you know, yeah. in the starting lineup. Yeah, but he's just, he's not a, a center that's going to score points for you. And it's like. Right, and and then not only the Rockets make the trade, but then they just offer Harden, and they actually they sign him to right. a ridiculous contract. Uh, we got a phone call. Call it, in. what up? What's good? What the hell you mean what's good, man? You don't call on like that. First of all, don't come on my show. Don't come on my show. Hold on, hold on. Don't come on my show without saying your signature your signature line. Oh, I'm going to do that. No, well, you're not. No, you're not. Well, you fucking the whole, you fucking my whole swag up when you don't come on my show and sign on the way you're supposed to sign on. Hey, hey man, y'all got me pissed in my fucking way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, well, what we do to piss you off this time? Uh, first and foremost, man, you know what I'm saying? Dan Gilbert, I mean... Not Dan Gilbert. You mean David Griffin, you mean? Griffin. Uh Griffin, yeah. Griffin ain't really a proven commodity due to the fact that LeBron James ran that damn franchise. That's a fact. That's true. So if Griffin would have got the job, believe me, Griffin would have been trying his best. That's why he wanted the whole front office gone, which I don't blame him because Allen Houston ain't shit. And um, by the way, Allen Houston is not getting paid uh, player contracts no more. Yeah, I saw Big L put that in the chat room. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, he got. He so, got, um, so Chief, let me ask you something because yeah. I, I I brought up the whole promote Allen Houston to be a GM, and I and I said that because I've heard nobody on TV or radio talk about that, and and I thought that if the Knicks had did that, it would at least tell me that 
they're giving a guy that used to play in the league, that used to play for the team, you know, uh, some control of the team. What, what what do you think about that? Hey, man, as soft as Allen Houston was when he played, I wouldn't trust him <laughs> taking my grandma across the street if she was still with <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh, soft Rudy Tootie-ass. He the only motherfucker I know 6'6". Six, six. Scared to jam the, he jammed the ball one time in his Nick career. You know, <laughs> right. he had plenty of time. He had the smoothest move going to the hole, and he missed so many layups because he wouldn't flush it down. You know, he tried to do some old fucking lay-in and shit like that, you know. No, man, he couldn't be the man. You know what? I'm, and I'm really seriously thinking about this, man, and I'm surprised ain't nobody bringing this cat name up. Maybe it's bad to get ex-players from other teams, but this ex-player had success doing what he do, and that's Joe Dumas. Why not bring yes. Joe Dumont yes. there? You know what yes. I'm saying? He ain't got a job. He ain't doing nothing. Bring Joe there. And Joe don't give a fuck who you got around him. He go been, say, go. Chief, he been you out of saying? a job for a minute now. Yeah, yeah, because he, Detroit, Detroit kind of blackballed yeah. him, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's, that's all that is. Man. But I'm surprised nobody you know else has picked him up since then. Uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes teams man. are called that owner and ask him what really happened with it's you. It's like what happened with you and man. Mm. Mm. Right. You know what I'm saying? It takes an owner like a Dolan who don't give a damn. See, I'm telling you what Dolan is. Dolan is a little young, small brat. He may look old as hell, but he's still young. You know, his father gave him the team. Young, small brat that his biggest toy is his band. He got a traveling band. Yeah, yeah, he right? got a band. He'd he be at the House of Blues, Maestro. Yeah, yeah, I seen, I seen. Yeah, yeah. He let somebody run the hockey team, which is doing good every year. Um, and he lets he lets somebody run the next that was fucking up every year. So right now he got to get this thing together in order to. I mean, he's making money. Dolan, all the Dolan do is look at his bank account. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's one of the richest. I think he is maybe the richest owner in basketball right now. Right. You know, because. The guard makes big time money, and everybody know that, man. Yeah. So what's you your project? So what's your projection? So and before you get in projections, uh-huh. how you feel about Tim Hardaway and get, get, getting that contract? Oh well, I'm gonna put it to you like this: I never wanted to see him leave. Melo the one had a problem. I didn't with want to see him leave either. Melo had a problem with Hardaway, and Phil got rid of uh, Hardaway because uh, at the time he was able to get something back for it. Yep. You know, so he let it go. You know, but this is my thing. This is what they're saying. They was going to let Courtney Lee go. But what Courtney Lee does better than Hardaway is play defense. So what they're going to do, that position will share time within the game. And whoever's hot coming down to the fourth quarter will stay in the game. But as long as you have somebody who's coming in to lock down the other teams too, then also that person that getting uh, is good on the other team that played too will have to deal with Hardaway. Hardaway game offensively went to another level, and we all know that. Yep. He surprised the hell out of me this year with Atlanta. Yep. You know, so we have our shooting guard is, 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 is intact. That's why he let the boy Holiday go to uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. But I liked him. He had the size and everything. He just couldn't put that jumper down on a steady pace, you know. But anyway. Uh, so at the end of the day, Chief, at the end of the day, um, in your mind, we who's going to gonna, gonna run the Knicks? Go get Rondo. That's the end of the day. Go get Rondo. Uh, yeah. Rondo. Get Rondo. Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Hell no. Rondo can teach that. Hold up. Rondo can teach that young kid how to play point guard 
in the NBA. No, no. Boy, not play I don't point, want Rondo. in the NBA. He definitely not play point guard. Rondo ain't do a good job with Chicago. I don't want Rondo. He did. He did. I don't want huh? that. He did. Chief, Chief, that, that this is what's going to happen. It's going to be like it was in Dallas. And, and and that's saying something because Dallas was a playoff team that year. Mm-hmm. He basically quit on the team during a postseason game. Imagine what he going to do with a team that's not expected to do anything. Rondo don't want Rondo to go to the Knicks. Rondo doesn't. Rondo is looking for the next team that's got a chance to win a title. And I know he's got one already, but he don't want to go to a team that's got to start from the ground up, a team that's dysfunctional as his team is. Trey, 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 hold up, Trey. Have you really studied the Knicks, man? Have you really studied them? Have I really studied them? Knicks had one of the best bench, and the bench was young, in the league. Because their bench brought them back in a lot of games that the starters was fucking up. Derrick Rose, Carmelo, and all of them was fucking the game up and got the Knicks behind. They bench came back in there. They had a scrappy bench. You know what I'm saying? And all these cats was young. Everybody talking about Knicks got an old team. The oldest motherfucker on the team is Noah. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, Chief. My issue's not with the players. My issue is with the management. That's that's my issue. Uh, the players are fine. I like Hernan Gomez. I, I I like KP. I, I love you know these other guys. But it, it's not the players. It's the management. And and to think that Rondo, who's had a history of going to teams and just flaming out, I didn't even mention the Sacramento, Sacramento yeah. situation. Uh-huh. Th- but you know something, man? That's just like that's just like if I was to say this about you. Okay, uh, Trey was with Maestro, right? They had a good thing going, but then Trey fucked up. He walked away from Maestro. Now Trey is over here doing something with somebody else. He walked away from there. Now Trey want to come get with the Chief Rocket. I wouldn't feel that bad about you due to the fact that you give a person a chance. You see if that person can change. You know what I'm saying? That's what we – you don't go about what happened before – Last year with Chicago, he was good until that situation until almost blew up too. When he got no, he blew up because fucking Dwayne Wade and goddamn Jimmy Butler <laughs> was playing a fucking game, and he see them young boys, you know, really want to uh, respect them. But he, he's like, damn, how they gonna respect you? And y'all out here playing these? Yeah, I ain't gonna front though. What uh, Wade and Butler did that that one. Time after that game, um, mm-hmm. kind of throwing the team under the bus. That yeah. that wasn't right. Yeah. I, I ain't gonna front about that. Rondo did kind of put yeah, them in their I place. Mean, yeah, I would have did the same thing, son. But anyway, man, I'm gonna tell you this is my prediction. Starting from tonight on, as after tonight, the Yankees are gonna win the World Series due to the fact we're gonna pick up a first baseman <laughs> we need, and we're gonna pick up a couple of relief pitchers and whatnot. The Giants going to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Because we got the best offense in the league, and you will see that if we don't get hurt. Rangers right? going to win the cup, and, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yo, man, you must, have, you must have been reading my mind, Trey. <laughs> damn, Rangers going to win the cup. And, and hold up. And hold up. My last prediction, the Knicks will make the playoffs. I don't know what they're going to do after that. They'll make the playoffs. As an eight seed. prediction. I, I hope they do that. L, and hold up. And, and for Big L out there, Go suck on one of them Arkansas Raisin backs out that motherfucker. Go sue your ass off somewhere. But I know he ain't here talking shit about New York. Goddamn Arkansas loving ass. All right. Yeah, 334 Bama Boy says you want an narcotic. Man, fuck Al. But anyway, whoever said that, man. You know, this is my thing, right? Y'all br
know, I, I, I like coming on because y'all reach a lot of different topics, and I just be sitting back here, you know, saying, let him say that shit one more time. I'll be calling up there. But anyway, y'all have a good night, bro. My, My man, appreciate All right, you. All right, man. That's uh, Chief Rock of Jersey Vern from the Jersey Vern Recap Show. Um, we, we got the uh, sidetracked a little bit, yeah, but hey, little uh, bit, you know, but we good. We, you know, oh, let's get back to the um to the west uh to the western conference. I got a shorty texting me asking me what's for dinner, so we gotta knock the western conference out. Oh, I, I, so um, well, we we were talking about the Rockets and uh, CP3, and I guess to me that kind of leads into what the Clippers did with yeah, signing Blake. Uh-huh. Um, so they, they keep DeAndre, of course, yeah. under contract. And um, the Clippers, a team that might fall off a little bit, but maybe yeah, not still, out of the yeah, playoffs. Maybe 6-7 seed. And yeah, yeah. How true do you believe it is that the um, – that essentially they got rid of they got rid of Chris Paul for the development of Austin Rivers. I don't know how true that is. Like, um, like what do you think? I, mean, well, I, I think so, yeah. I, I I think um, the coach, aka his, his the father, father, yeah, trying to give his son a shot. And look, I mean, if I was a dad and I knew that my son's skills improved, because let's face it, I mean. Austin Rivers improved. Yeah, but he ain't Chris Paul. Though. No, he's not. Yeah. He's not Chris Paul. And but that's but that the move kind of says a lot more about Chris Paul than it does anything else. Okay, the Clippers, I'm listening. In my opinion, I'm listening. Um, I think Daddy just wants his son to you know you know be on the team, step his game up. And you know that's that. Uh, Doc is still the GM, Chris as far as I know. Chris Paul ain't no. Sp- uh, well, well, my thing was Chris Paul ain't no youngin. Right. You know. So maybe, maybe it was you know a lot for me along with the right. oh that's my son. Right. But we we know what Chris Paul is on this team. Absolutely. So maybe they don't feel like this is going to be the if we make it take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. We're probably not going to do it with uh, Chris Paul. But my but I would also say if you feel that way about Chris Paul, then you had to feel the same way about Blake Griffin. Yet you gave him a deal. Yep. A mega mega. Deal yeah. For that. Part. But keep this in mind about Chris Paul. Originally, he didn't want to go to the Clippers. Remember that trade from the then New Orleans Hornets right, right. to the Lakers and then the league next stack because the league had control of the Hornets back then and decided, no, you're going to go to the Clippers. So I wonder if Chris Paul, in his heart of hearts, really wanted to go to the Clippers, despite the fact that the Clippers became somewhat of a title contender for the last... I don't know, five, six years. But, you know, keep that in mind. And then you also got Paul Millsap taking some money to go to the Nuggets. Um, I don't know what that does for the Nuggets per se, but I think it does give them a dynamic that they did not have before. Um, Maybe that takes them. But they they were in contention until maybe about a week left in the season yeah, and they yeah. kind of fell so maybe off that, so maybe that's the piece so that maybe that's the piece that get him into the eight seven spot yeah. maybe yeah um george hill and zach randolph take deals to join sacramento yeah and as much as i like it for death that don't it, it, that that team is not that's be. a bad yeah that's a bad situation yeah. for both these guys yeah, i mean bad. these guys were on playoff you're, you're really talking about the end of zach randolph's career at this point yeah and possibly george hills i don't know how i i, I don't think george hills, i think george hills has been in the league for at 
least least nine, maybe. Up to nine. I'd say yeah, at least nine, nine years. Yeah, so Remember, he was in a trade for Kawhi. For Kawhi, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was about eight, nine years for him. But Zach Randolph, you'd like to see him go to a contender. Yeah. At and, least. And, and, yeah. and, and that's not going to happen. I mean, not even sniff the playoffs for that matter. Um, and then what else we got here? Um, Durant taking less money. Yeah, which which if he's trying to keep this dynasty going, he should have. Swaggy P is with the Warriors now. Yep. yep. Um, um, Clay's still there. Yeah. Um, Iggy, Iggy gets Iggy resigned. Is, oh, Iggy did get resigned. Yep. Iggy okay, got so resigned. That, Livingston thought, got resigned. Yeah. So yeah. it's another title. Another title. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, cancel Christmas. Cancel Christmas. Um, Steph gets his ridiculous yeah, contract. Yeah, yeah, cancel Christmas, bro. And, um. Oh, and we didn't Which he deserves, mention, by, yeah, the way. by the way. But we didn't mention, though, that James Harden is now the highest paid player yes. in the NBA. $228 million. Which is a terrible situation. Four considering years. they just got a point guard that's going to slow his entire game down. Yep. And I feel like they're about to waste some money because I don't know that he's going to have an MVP caliber season this year. If yeah, I don't Paul doubt, is I don't think so. point guard. Yeah, I um, I don't think that's going to happen. Um yeah, man, looks like the Warriors going to get another championship. Uh, Chief Rocker tends to think that Chris Paul is going to be the uh, reason that the Warriors have to be concerned. Um, I tend to disagree with that. If yeah, anybody is going to be in contention in the West Coast, of course, your Spurs with uh, adding Rudy Gay, and I, I would assume that he's going to come off the bench yep. with, um, you know, with, with the likes of and, Kyle Anderson. Yeah, right. Aldridge, Aldridge is going to start, and gonna, it, right? That's what I'm saying. He's going to start. So yep. yeah, so they've been that. shopping him. Yeah, um, they've been looking to trade him. But the Thunder obviously make themselves interesting with Paul George. Um, yes, they, yes. I, I mean, obviously that uh, came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, that really came out of left. You know, that that to me was the trade where it's like okay yeah okay um, Oklahoma yeah City. and it, it was a good is because um, I feel like. I feel like he won't have a problem deferring when Russell Westbrook says, get out of my way. Absolutely. Um, you know. I think it's because we envisioned these two players on the Lakers in a few years. Yeah. And we talked about how Paul George takes a lesser role. He doesn't yeah. have to be the alpha male. Right. Russell Westbrook Has, will be that guy. Right. It's just now it's still with the Thunder at this point. And so now they become an interesting team that I think – not yeah. going to win a title. No. Nope. Not going to win the West. But if somebody had a an opportunity to challenge the Warriors, I think the Spurs and then the um, the Thunder. Yep. I, I, give me that. Um, I do. And Chief Rocker says, "Why not Minnesota?" I definitely do want to shout. They out are the Minnesota. big winners. Yeah, and that's what I was getting. That's what I was getting to. They, they are the big winners. They won, man. They won. Now this team is not good enough to beat the Warriors. Period. Nope. Nothing, no argument. Still too young. Yeah, still, still too, too young. young. Rubio left to the Jazz. Rubio uh, left. Um, so, so Jeff Teague is going to be the point guard. Oh, I did not know Jeff Teague went to Minnesota. Yes. Wow. Jeff Teague is signed with the Wolves, so now what? you got him. Wiggins is probably going to be your two. Yeah. Jimmy Butler's your three. Um, Carl Anthony the, is going to be your five. five yeah. And they got Taj Gibson out of uh, Oklahoma okay. City also. Okay. okay. And so they got a lineup. That man yeah, and, ja- and Jamal Crawford, Jamal is, Crawford off the bench. is coming off the bench. They're going to the playoffs. They're going, yeah, they, they're going they gotta, to the playoffs. Yeah, they they're gotta going get in. to the playoffs. They gotta they're get going into the playoffs because Utah's taking a dip. Uh, yeah, Utah's going to take a Houston dip. Houston is not going to be out of the playoffs, but they're taking a dip. Right. Um, um, what about the Blazers? The Blazers have done. They kind of kept quiet. Yeah. 
you, but you know what I got to see with the Blazers? I got to see that big man that they yeah, make a trade for stay healthy throughout the year uh, and, yeah. and see how that kind of plays out. And if that is good for them, then they'll probably kind of stay where they were yeah, Minnesota last but, year. But Minnesota's but got a squad. Minnesota's, Minnesota's got a squad. Taking a step up. Yeah. They, with, especially with the coach being there. Yeah, they got a pedigree. squad. They got a squad, and they're going to play defense. They, I mean, again, they're not they're not challenging the Warriors. Um, but they got a squad. I could see. I could see them being that fourth seed where Utah was this past season. Right. I could see that. Right. With this right. team. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I remember with Chicago when Thibodeau came right in. Yeah. That Bulls team just took right off. Yeah. You know, after being an eight seed the previous year. Yeah. So you could definitely see something with a big jump when it comes to these T Wolves. That's a fact. Yeah, That's I, I could see that. But the only thing I I hate about it for the sake of Andrew Wiggins. I think in a couple years it might come to a situation where Wiggins are gonna want out. Oh right, you know what I'm saying. Well, I hope he, I hope he recognizes what they're building. Yeah, I, I hope that I hope too. He recognizes but what I, but building. I do think that at some point when you know free agency kicks in, and he's been in the league what three years, right? Three years, yeah. Okay, so now he's on a rookie contract. I don't know if it's four years or five years. It's gonna irritate me that Andrew Wiggins is gonna get a big contract. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He is. He is. He I mean, but is. but he's not bad. But he ain't. But he's not. He's not a yeah. superstar. Yeah. That's yeah. the only. That's the only yeah. thing about him. He's just not a superstar. Yeah. That, that's the only thing. But I would hate for but him. I guess to, we got. I guess we do have to accept the fact now that max contracts are two hundred million. So. Yep. Any. You know. Yep. So because so if Timothy Mozgov got seventeen seven. million a year. Yeah. Last year, and some of these guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. and four and seventy. Yeah. Like, yeah. So those are the lower contracts. Um. The like the auto portal contract is kind of like is is effect effectively now. Right. The role player contracts, whereas the stars are getting two hundred, and they off they offered uh John Wall in one seventy. So those are now the big contracts and now those what used to be big contracts say five six years ago are now role player contracts and i think that's yep, what yep. was fucking with me and then, and then a guy like anthony davis when his deal gets up yeah. even though he's on an extension yeah that contract's going to be ridiculous that's, yeah right you, you know um carl anthony towns when he's up yeah and the way he's playing his contract's going to be out of this world Man, just just a moon bounce full of money, yeah. Just yeah. piled up, ninety nine million a year. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Well, uh, we we appreciate everybody here in the chat room that uh, came in here uh, tonight to support us. Uh, make sure if you guys came in late to check out this episode on demand on iTunes, on Google Play Podcasts, or just on Spreaker.com if you choose to do so. And don't forget, folks. You can check us out on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. You can also check it out, out on Twitter at Barbershop S-P-O-R-2. You can check us out on the Facebook page. And if you got any questions or comments about the show, just email us at barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. I'm Trey Frazier. He's Maestro Styles. We out of here. We catch you next week. Peace. Yo, what's good? This is Trey Frazier. This is the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Make sure y'all tune in to us every Tuesday night, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Kill Jay-Z. They'll never love you. You'll never be enough. Let's just keep it real, Jay-Z. Fuck Jay-Z. I mean, you shot your own brother. How could we know if we can trust Jay-Z? And you know better, nigga, I know you do. But you gotta do better, boy, you owe it the blue.
You had no father, you had the armor. But you got a daughter, gotta get softer. Die, Jay-Z. This ain't back in the days. You don't need an alibi, Jay-Z. Cry, Jay-Z. We know the pain is real, but you can't heal what you never revealed. What's up, Jay-Z? You know you owe the truth to all the youth that fell in love with Jay-Z. You got people you love, you sold drugs to. You got high in life, that shit drugged you. You walking around like you invincible. You dropped out of school, you lost your principles. I know people backstab you, I felt that too. But this fuck everybody attitude ain't natural. But you ain't the same, this ain't kumbaya. But you got hurt cause you did kumbaya. You gave him 20 million without blinking. He gave you 20 minutes on stage, fuck was he thinking? Fuck wrong with everybody is what you're saying But if everybody's crazy, you're the one that's insane Crazy how life works You got a knot in your chest Imagine how a knife hurts You stabbed un over some records Your excuse was he was talking too reckless Let go your ego over your right shoulder Your left is saying finish your breakfast You excellent, uh Knowing all along all you had to say you was wrong you almost went Eric Benet Let the baddest girl in the world get away I don't even know what else to say Nigga never go Eric Benet I don't even know what you would've done In the future of the niggas playing football with your son You would've lost it 13 bottles of Ace of Spade would've did the ball spin Nah Jay-Z Bye Jay-Z wonder where your food comes from? More and more people do. America's corn farmers work hard every day to grow a crop that you can be proud to serve your family. And they're doing it with an eye towards sustainability, caring for water, air, soil, and resources that fuel healthy families and more sustainable products. Take a look to find out how farmers in rural America work to make life better for all of us, from cities to their rural communities. Learn more at ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air.